Hello folks, you're listening to a Garblag Games actual play. This podcast's audio is taken directly from our Twitch live stream, which you can come along and join us. All you have to do is head over to twitch.tv forward slash Games and come and say hello in the chat. We have games almost every night of the week for you to enjoy. If you're not in the right time zone to come and see us live, then don't forget we are also on YouTube. Give us a search, Garblag Games, or find the link in the description of this podcast. Garblag Games is supported by a whole tribe of wonderful patrons that you could join too. Come say hello, come get some freebies, and come join the Discord. With all that said and done, it's time to get out of the way and let you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to session two of Pulp Cthulhu Masks of Nair Lothotep. Uh, enhanced for your audio experience by our friends at Sirenscape. And also, we are supported by our lovely friends at Chaosium this week. We're going to have a special giveaway of a Call of Cthulhu starter set PDF that they have provided us. We're going to do that over the next few weeks. We're going to have some giveaways from them. So thank you very much to Sirenscape and uh, Chaosium for your support on these streams. Before we get started, we'll do the little roundtable where everybody can introduce themselves, who they're playing, Remind everybody who they are in this game, and also they can talk about anything they got going on that they want to plug. So I will start on the overlay on the far left with Pete. Hi, I'm Pete, um, aka Garblag, and uh, I'm playing Elsie Ashford, who is an international cricketer who, unfortunately, on the last tour of Australia, severely hurt his leg and is taking a bit of time off to see the world, explore and uh see what's going on in peru there's something very interesting going on and it's piqued his interest um and going on right now i have a kickstarter uh dodeca or how did you say it matt earlier on where are those dodecas it's a d12 based role-playing game uh, of adventuring through grim dark worlds and thank you to everyone who has pledged so far we are funded which is fantastic we've got nine eight or nine days yet to go uh, at time of recording um so please head over and check that out i think i can put a link in the chat right now um and on thursday i'll be putting up a couple of stretch goals that we can hopefully head towards um but yeah so um Thank you, everyone who's pledged, and go and check it out if you haven't already. Yes. Very good. We plugged you on uh, Jeff's stream last night as well for people to go check out. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how we said it, too. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jeff, Jeff, want to tell us hey. about. Oh, I've got you in Gwen's spot. While I fix what? that, uh, why don't you tell us about Louie? <laughs> and I'm going to fix my overlay now that I noticed that. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'm playing uh, Louis Salvatore, who is uh, from Flushing, New York. Uh, he's uh, he's a private investigator. He may or may not have some some mob ties. Uh, doesn't really have a family that cares for him. And uh, left New York not so much because he was interested in what's down here in Peru, but more because maybe it would be good for him not to be in New York for the next few weeks. As certain things are being looked at, and uh, a light might get shined on him, he doesn't want it to be too bright. So that's Luis Salvatore, and he always looks like he's—he's he's always looked like he's in a fight. He's always looks like so. Is as, I like to think that he's always got like a healing cut somewhere, and like his his uh, 
he's got black eyes that are like yellowing from the brown, you know, from the bruising is like slightly healed. So it always looks like he was in a fight like two or three days ago. Uh, so that's Louie. Yeah. Just like he's Jeff smarter. in real life. Yeah, it's, it is. I have to put so much makeup on uh, before we before we go live on streams, just so it doesn't look like, uh, <laughs> so I can look presentable. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Calum. Tell us about Hello, Jade. I, I am Calum from the Rodis Podcast and the RPG Academy. And I recently released a RPG Academy film study dedicated to Black Cat, White Cat, which is a uh, former Yugoslavian movie, and we reviewed it through the lens of tabletop RPG. And if you want to find out what proper use you could make of a lot of geese in a tabletop role-playing game, that's where you can find that information. But none of this tonight, as far as I know, there won't be any geese in Peru for us, but I will be playing Jaden Wallace Ho, a very elegant... Home Fatale, uh, who traveled to Peru in hope to find some distraction, which he didn't find at first, and decided to join this expedition as he was fleeing the worst, the most dreadful of all things, boredom. And so far, things are going pretty well because he met a very charming gentleman last week who happens to, to even have a fake identity and uh, a past of some kind. Uh, yeah, uh, Jaden is very excited to get closer to Mr. Jackson Alias, but don't tell anyone that's his real name. That's right. Yes, thank you. You remember that. He is not... Uh... Oh, I remember. He is not who he is. I remember my charm role at the end of the session. That's right. <laughs> Uh, we're going to flip-flop here because I uh, had Megan and Jeff mixed up in the wrong spot. So, Megan, uh, what do you got going on? And can you tell us about Gwen, please? Absolutely. So, I play um, the slightly eccentric Gwen Murphy, artist extraordinaire of some renown, but not much. Much more in her head than, than uh, in actuality, for sure. Um, I, I forgot to mention last week that um, every day uh, Gwen, her beret matches her outfit. So this week or today, it is a beautiful brown and, and uh, green ensemble. Um, but she decided to leave New York um, because, you know, being an artist and being in that scene, she needed to have a little bit of a break, a little bit of sun. So off she went on an adventure for sure. Um, I don't have anything to plug other than uh, I told last week that uh, we are we dug into our basement and found like over 200 board games. And so our family has pledged through this crazy COVIDness um, to play a different one every week. So last week we played Mad and this week, very exciting, we're playing Stock Ticker, the good Canadian favorite. Uh, where, <laughs> where we get to find out um, one of our, our members has the best financial knowledge should be really yes the great canadian favorite stock ticker the board game <laughs> yeah. that's good all right <laughs> thank you megan um and tintin the vampire ben <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna deny it anymore it's not worth it you know what? Maybe I am a vampire, but if I am, I'm really good at hiding it. 
I'd flick my hair, but I can't flick anything. <laughs> uh, hi, yes, I'm Ben, and I am playing Quentin Aloysius Goff, the Viscount, um, a gentleman scholar uh, interested in history, anthropology, and also a natural linguist who can very quickly work out what's going on in a number of ancient languages, but doesn't have a clue what's going on in this one. Yeah. Tintin quite firmly believes that um, there's a lot of stuff and nonsense going on and superstition happening and that I'm sure there's probably a perfectly rational explanation for it all. But he also wants to follow in the footsteps of his um, now dead grandfather, who was an explorer in Victorian times. Obviously, the last great era of exploration, there's nothing left to find out anymore but he wishes to be an explorer just like his granddad. Or so he thinks. Now he's on the trail of Peruvian vampires. His I also don't have anything particular to plug at the minute, uh, but hopefully next week. Next week, yes. All right, uh, I do have something to plug this week as well. I launched a zine today, part of Zine Quest. It is the by the name of Kill Today, Die Tomorrow. It is a homage to uh, spaghetti western cinema. So it's a rules light RPG available right now. Launched today, we're at about 70% funded from earlier today. So if, uh, if it interests you, please jump on and back it. I would be very, very, very grateful. I don't know. Do I have linking powers in the chat here? I'll link it. No, I don't. I'll link it for you. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, and please, yeah, please check it out. It's almost funded here on the first day, and then it'll be reality. So thank you very much to everybody who's backed that project so far. I'm very, very grateful. It's very oh. cool. You've got some cool artwork in there, haven't you? Thank you. I've got uh, the great Ken Duque doing the art, and um, Ray Frendon is doing all the interior illustrations for me. So very good. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky to have the team that I have on board with that. Who's there? It comes. <laughs> can run the game for you? Yeah, yeah. I'll add some more to, uh, to so people can run the game. Thank you so much, Pete. All right. So before we get into the recap and what happened last week, we have some housekeeping to do. So at the end of every session, something you're supposed to do is the investigator development phase, and that's where you have the opportunity to increase your skills that you used in that session that you successfully rolled. You'll notice next to all your skills, the ones that you were successful at on tests should be lit up or there's a little check mark or something next to them. So that's where you now have the opportunity to increase those skills. The way that works is you roll a D100 for each skill test or check that has a little mark next to it. And if your result is higher than the skill itself that it's currently at, you get to roll a D10 and add the result onto that skill so basically roll the skills that you that you succeeded at last week mm -hmm. if it's higher than the current result or the current number you roll d10 and add that onto that skill so let's do that now let's do that now uh after the session as well last week jeff reminded me that you can push rolls in this game so that is an option if you fail something you can push a roll but it is outlined in the in the, in the keeper's guide that if you do push a roll and you fail it is going to be bad 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 results uh so keep that in mind uh when you want to push a roll or not also we're doing a giveaway today aren't we we are thank you pete we're doing a giveaway we are giving away a um call of cthulhu starter set pdf thanks to chaosium and we're going to do that around the halfway mark is that right pete 
Yes, yes. We will be doing a um, a hashtag to put in the chat, and the Nightbot will be picking uh, one lucky winner from everyone who entered. So hang around. Uh, we'll give you a special... Matt will tell you a special word. Okay. I'll punch it into Nightbot, and then you guys can punch it into the chat, and we'll see who wins. Got to watch the time and think of a special word. <laughs> All right. So as we're doing that... Everybody got on their skills? We didn't make a lot of skill rolls last week. Spot hidden was the one I did. If that had been any other skill. Spot hidden is when LC noticed that um, a lark yeah, smelt like hidden. rotting meat. I failed, so I... You want to roll higher. So, so this won. is one that you, yeah, yeah, exactly. you want to yeah. fail. So now I roll a d10. Yes. At that. So the other thing, Matt, is that there are bonus die too, right? Because I have a spot hidden keen vision thing where I could roll a bonus die with spot hidden checks. That's like an extra D10. And that replaces the tens, the tens die, die, not the yeah. ones. So there's penalties and there are bonuses that will mm -hmm. come up from that. Penalty is also that you roll an additional tens die and you take the worst of the two results. Yeah. Bonuses, you take the better of the two results. Perfect. So I then rolled a six, so my spot hidden goes up by six percent. Correct. Wow. All right. That's so good because the the better you are at something, the less likely you are to learn anything new. But when you're really crap, if you passed a roll on it, then you get to learn something. So I like that. Except I like I like that about this system, and I know a lot of my players did as well when we played it previously. I thought it was neat how like it encourages you to use skills that you're not good at and you want to succeed because you're gonna have a better chance of then improving and learning from that experience thematically mm. the way that the game is made. So I muted myself uh, <laughs> because what I was seeing in the background was. I roll charm above charm uh, and I raise it from one d10 of four. So I'm at 64 in charm now. Very good. Oh, 64. Holy moly. All right. The other thing, though, we're going to do is luck recovery. So at the beginning of every session, you also get to roll to increase your luck and recover your luck because it's encouraged that you spend luck throughout the game to make your rolls better, succeed, maybe decrease stress that you've, uh, you've or sanity, I should say, that you've encountered. So. This one's a little bit more complicated. I'm going to read it to all of us. It's a little tricky, the wording. Um, so at the start of each session, each player makes a luck recovery roll. This is rolled in the same way as for normal skill improvements. So you roll a D100. If the roll is higher than your current luck score, they add 2D10 plus 10 points to their luck score. If the roll is equal to or lesser, 1D10 plus 5. So, so roll it, tell me way. if it's uh, high or low, and then we'll go from there. And this is Pulp Cthulhu rules. So these are not standard Call of Cthulhu rules. That's why you get so much luck at the beginning of every session. And that's why previously I had players who were sitting at like 99 at all times. So they wouldn't spend it, and that's the maximum you can have. So they're just kind of always sitting at max luck for their characters. Oh, <laughs> my luck's 85, and I rolled a 97. <laughs> So if it's so higher than your current luck score, 2d10 plus 10. Mine's um, 25 on the roll, and my luck is 44. So you rolled under, so you roll 1d10 plus 5, and that's how many luck you gain. And it can only go up to 99, right? Correct. Okay. My luck. 
chat while we're doing this can you hear like faint music playing I'm curious. I have it really, really low on my end, but you should be able to hear the Sirenscape music this session. I turned it up. <laughs> You'll have to let me know if it's too loud on the stream. I don't Perfect. hear it anymore, actually. Oh, I think I turned it off. Oh, wait, yours disconnected. It shows on here. I don't want okay. to play without the sweet sounds of Sirenscape. Okay, then. Mm. <laughs> Alright, it's reconnecting. Is it too... Is that volume that it's at right now, Chad? Is that too loud or is that all right? It's just kind of like ambient sound. This feels fine. This feels fine? Perfect. Oh, the original level is good. Ooh. Yeah, I'll turn it down slightly. We've got... We, this was the music that was playing in the bar when they met the three NPCs last week. This was the background sounds that were going on. So we're just replaying that as we do our little uh, bit of pre-game checkups. All right, so that's everything. That's all of the um, bookkeeping that we need to do from last week and for this week. So now we can get into the session. So, Masks of Nihilothotep, what happened? We made our characters last week, and you all well, you all replied to an ad in the paper uh, from whatever city you were in at the time, uh, and it was for a uh, ancient pyramid search in Peru. And it was, they were looking for um, people to go on this expedition. And all of you answered this this ad in the paper to go to lima meet up with one augustus larkin and who is planning to go to the southern highlands of peru to uncover a long forgotten pyramid and uh possibly the treasures hidden within so all you made your way to lima some very in various ways planes and boats nobody took trains and you <laughs> met up with uh larkin and two of associates uh a mr jesse hughes and a Louis de Mendoza. He met up with them in the Bar Cardona. And it was there that Larkin, the one who was sending you on this expedition, uh, revealed what it was and why he, he's looking for folks to go. Um, he told a story that he encountered a farmer in the highlands of Peru who, um, whose grandfather had found a pyramid. And within that pyramid, he had found a couple of artifacts. There was a cup, and what was the other item? <laughs> Do you remember, Tintin, you picked up on it, Quentin? I remember that there was a thousand-year difference between the cup yes. and the other thing. It was a necklace. Um, I think it was like a little statue or something. Yeah, it was holding two rods. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and you picked up, yes, you picked up on the fact. because So he said these were found, this farmer claims to have found them at this pyramid, at this ancient dig site, and you picked up right away, like... That's odd that these would come from the same place. There's centuries. It was like, no, no, no. I'm like, dude, you were the one that asked a, an anthropologist and historian to come on this little quest. Yes. What did you expect? So that poked some holes in his theory or in his, his little quest here. But you you kind of, you were polite and you moved on, even though you're like, this, something's not. I may not have here. said dude. Dude. <laughs> dude, seriously, these are not from the same place. Um, also, um, Jesse Hughes also brought up uh, lore about vampires, Carisi as they're called, that the locals in that area um, are, are superstitious of. And that kind of agitated Larkin as well. The other thing is with, with Jesse Hughes is that um, Damon Doza, the other gentleman that was with him, stared at him like almost with like, contempt the whole time. He would, wouldn't take his eyes off of Jesse Hughes. Um... 
But there was talk of these vampires, and that also agitated Larkin during the dinner conversation. Uh, what other information do we get out of him? We're gonna we're gonna have trucks arrive in five days' time to take you to mm -hmm. um to the next lake of the journey. Uh, you you are free to to um look around Peru. Rope down had a horrible cult. stench. He had a horrible stench. When you helped him put it, Larkin's coat on, you notice he had a horrible stench. And I think it was Louie noticed yeah, that. track marks. Track marks, and he was going through opiate withdrawals. Right. Wanted to go home to bed early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was going to the library tomorrow. It was nice to speak to a professor who knows these things. That's right. That's right. That's when you were left then with Jesse Hughes, who revealed that he is actually Jackson Elias, a very famous author who has um, written quite a few books on, well, I don't want to say well, cults or things like that, but like secret societies and such around the world. He goes, he finds out about these things, and he uncovers the truth about them, where there's usually some sort of superstition or folklore, things people think things are supernatural. He finds the truth, and he finds that these are, there's, there's, there's explanations to everything out there. And he came down to Peru after he read about these Carisi, uh, these vampires, and he believes that they are somehow tied, or people are uh, taking advantage of the folklore of the locals who talk about these these white vampires. They say they date back to the conquistadors that came over from Europe, um, and that's uh, what these things are. So he, uh, he, he lets you in on that. He lets you in that he's not buying what Larkin's selling. Uh, he's been told that, uh, or has a hunch, that Larkin and De Mendoza are somehow tied to this this death cult uh, surrounding these vampires, and he wants to get to the bottom of it. And he also told you about the uh, the professor at the uh, local university that he's been in contact with, who wants to go on this expedition, but Larkin will not take him. Uh, and he's an expert on the area and these antiquities. Uh, and he let you know that he was going to meet him on Saturday. It's currently Friday, so the next day you can go to the university and speak with him and maybe uncover a little bit more about Larkin and this whole situation. Did I miss anything? I was about the five-day cricket test with the Peruvian locals. Yes. The first England-Peru, uh, you know, test cricket match. <laughs> sure, you're you're going to spread cricket to uh, to... To South America, you, Elsie <laughs> is the origin of any cricket that goes on down there from here on out. <laughs> you start a little cricket club down there. <laughs> I'm fine oh, with that. How did the evening ended for for me uh, and Mister Hughes? Um, did he walk me back to my hotel? I mean, not going too far, but uh, how much of a gentleman was he uh, after that drink? I'm going to say, uh, unless you all decide to do other things, you're going to leave roughly around the same time. You're all staying at the same hotel, so you all head back in the, the same direction. Um, Larkin and Hughes were staying at another hotel? Did they I are. Understand? They're staying at Hotel España, and you were put up at a different hotel. About what time would you say we left? You left around 10 p.m. So early? Okay. Yeah. Because so, the other two excused themselves quite early. I'd say around 7 p.m. the other two excused themselves. Would it be all right to say that Louis stayed out a little later? Sure. And wandered around, uh, probably did some poking around about, like, opium dens and drug trade in the area. Once He's working on a theory 
that these aren't vampire death cults, but just like, you know, it's probably drug fields or something, and everyone's just losing their minds over this nonsense. Sure, yeah, you just can get start... the lay of the land. Yeah, you can start kind of like asking around. You know, you know the the rough parts of town. You see them. The problem, though, for you is, do you speak Spanish? Uh, I uh, I have one point in Latin. That's the closest <laughs> thing I got. <laughs> Primarily at this at this year, nineteen twenty one, most folks speak Spanish in Peru. The majority of them. You you can find the the odd English speaker, but um, you are the minority here. It is an uncommon sight to see um, a white person walking around here from North America's uh, or Europe. You stand out like a sore thumb, and it's not very easy to converse with the locals. Okay. You can ask around. We can do a roll. We can do like a hard roll or extreme roll. You know. You never say no. <laughs> uh, what kind of role you want me to, to give it to try here? I'm just looking over it right now. What would be our best one mm. here? What are you What are you really good at? Uh, shooting people. Yeah. Uh, intimidation, spotting hidden, psychology. Strangely enough. Do spot hidden for me, but make it a hard roll. So okay. there's the slider I think that comes up, and you can there's hard, and then extreme is the okay the lowest. So one. I also get a I also do get a bonus die for spot hidden rolls. Very good. Does that still apply on even yeah, on the hard difficulty? Yeah, go ahead. And just roll additional d10. Unless so is there a prompt on there that lets you add it? Uh, yeah, it does actually. There we go. Perfect. Beautiful. Really nice. Boundary. Right. That's twenty nine on a hard difficulty. Very good. Very good. You find a Spanish-English dictionary hidden in the gutter, yes. Uh, so you start asking around. You meet up with some sailors um, who are from uh, the Americas, and uh, you start asking around where you can, where you can, you know, find a good time and find this and find that. And they point you in the direction uh, of a local outfit where you can you can get um, some opiates and whatever drugs or whatever else you're looking for. Yeah, I'm just kind of like. I mean, I'm, obviously, I would need to dabble slightly, but more it's about just understanding the trade because yeah. I saw the Larkin, you know, because I saw with Larkin wondering if this is something that might come up later on, just to kind of be prepared. You've got the lay of the land, and you've figured out who the players are here in, okay. in the city. How about that? You know Fair where enough. to go if you need to. You, you figured out, like, there's, like, one of three sources where he's getting his heroin okay. from. Perfect. Okay. Is that is that what you're looking for? Is that yeah, uh, along that's exactly, the Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Perfect. Anybody else uh, want to do anything else uh, other than you know head back to the hotel with the rest of the group? A hot bath and a and a comfy bed is all I'm after. All right. Off to bed. Get that. Sorry, Foundry's kicked me out, uh, and I can't seem to get back in. Oh my. Is it working for everybody else currently? Seems to be. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it thinks I'm still in there. I don't know if you can kick me out, Matt, so I can. Hmm. Sorry. I don't. This suddenly dropped me out for some reason. I don't know how to kick you out. Jeff, is there a way to kick Pete out? <laughs> um. I mean, like right-clicking on the players list on the bottom left, and is there a way to? I know you can take away a character from somebody. I don't know if you can. I can somebody. kick player. Do you want me to kick you, Pete? Yeah, do that. Yeah, kick me. 
Oops, who did I just kick? I kicked Ben. Oh no, this has gone horribly wrong. Uh, all right, now he's Pete's mad been with kicked. Power. Uh, all right, Pete's kicked now, but he's still showing in game. Ben, let me. Is he drunk on power or is it butter shots? <laughs> Can you get back in, Ben? I'm in. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Pete, you're still showing on that list. I don't know if you just need to close all your browsers or what and reopen them. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so then we'll say that Gwen and Jaden and Jesse and Elsie and uh, Quentin all head back roughly around the same time. You all had a lovely evening together. You've had maybe quite a too few many drinks. Uh, maybe you took advantage of um, Larkin saying, you know, if you need supplies, they're on him. And you ran up the bar tab tonight at uh, the Bar Cardona. And that's up to you. So we want to fast forward to the next day. Or is there anything else you want to do this evening? Any investigating, punching, kicking, shooting. That's been, there's, I think there's been a lot of drinking of rum. Cricketing. And, uh, <laughs> uh, off to bed. Very good, very good. All right, so the next day you wake up, you're all feeling a little uh, rough in the morning. Uh, your appointment is for 2 p.m. At, uh, at the university. Specifically, the Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology at the National University of San Marcos. So you can either find your own way there and do whatever you will during the day, or you can all kind of head over as a, as a group, all of you, including Jackson Elias. He is the one who has already made uh, a connection with the professor that you're meeting there, Professor Sanchez. It's up to you. Does anybody want to do anything the next day prior to heading out? So Jackson Elias comes to our hotel to fetch us? He's also staying there. So we'll, I'll say oh, um, okay. half an hour before your meeting, He's, uh, he's informed you all he'll be waiting in the lobby and you can head over there together. He can take you to the university and introduce you to the uh, to the professor. Okay. Yeah, I, I would show up uh, looking fabulous. Uh, he's 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 pleased to see you again. He agrees, hey, that was a great time last night, you know. It was lovely indeed. Um, wearing a white suit uh, and again my sort of beanie hat uh, with my <laughs> curly hair overflowing uh, under it uh are we having breakfast before we go or are we going right away we're we gotta head right away we gotta meet up with him i believe him and his assistant are set to meet us they yeah i got word from um professor sanchez that they have they found some details uh relating to these these pyramids that we're supposed to be heading to Oh, you get acquainted to that gentleman. Uh, I actually uncovered his name while I was in the south, uncovering details in Leeds about this pyramid. Um, some of the local people there let me know uh, that he's uh, from the university and that uh, he's been in the area uh, doing um, anthropological studies. The, the south of Peru or the American south? Uh, south of Peru. Where we're, where we're supposed to be headed with Larkin. I shall... Appear with a piece of toast in my mouth and a leather satchel in my hand. Very good. Very right, good. Um, splendid. Are, are we off? Ready to go? Oh, morning. Morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Louis gets up. He, he was sleeping on the bench in the lobby and <laughs> dusts himself off as in the same basic clothes that he was on before, but it, it may or may not be the same hat and uh, appears ready to go. The stench emanating off of Louis. <laughs> Just a little. 
And uh, Elsie strides in from uh, outside with a cricket bat on his shoulder and uh, <laughs> some locals in tow who he's been teaching how, the to, arm. how to play. A gentleman would never carry it over his shoulder. It always gets tucked under the arm. Tucked under the arm. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> See, I know uh, cricket bat under that side and a newspaper under that one. Um, oh, that young chap has got a pretty good arm. Oh, yeah. Not a bad defensive stroke either. That what? Are we all? Are we all? Um, are we all ready? Are we? Oh, are you coming to the university as well? Splendid. Well, there's not not a lot else to do around here, and I think we're stopping for tea anyway. So uh, I might as well come with you. Splendid. <laughs> Gwen, oh. you uh, you head on down and join the rest of the uh, the crew. I'm 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 going to make them wait a little bit, like ah. twenty twenty five. <laughs> to stride down make my make an make an entrance down again matching beret and and pantsuit um drastically overdressed for the weather outside and shockingly pale so i'm i'm looking to get a little sunburn today so come down morning gentlemen are we off for our adventure today it's murphy oh call me gwen jeez we shared, we broke bread and drank rum together. We're practically related. Yeah. All right. It's in my ja family tree in my head, all going. <laughs> Jackson's been watching the <laughs> clock going like, where's, where's the other, where, 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 where's, uh, where's Gwen? Where's Gwen? Where, where has she been? And you finally appear. He's like, okay, we got it. Let's get a cab and let's go. We're going to be late for our appointment. I was going to say, who's the vampire now? Uh, so you guys easily hail a cab. Uh, Jackson actually speaks very fluent Spanish. Uh, he gives directions to the taxi driver. You all arrive on time. Well, uh, actually, fashionably late, thanks to Gwendolyn. Uh, you arrive at the university. Uh, like I said, the National University of San Marcos. Uh, it is actually one of the oldest universities in all of North America. Uh, and it is a big, great, sprawling campus. Uh, he shows you to a building where you're supposed to meet the professor. Uh, it's a long, two-story stone building painted in dark yellow and fronted by a, a small park. There's big wooden doors that he swings open. And... Just a moment before we go in. Oh, yes. I'll, I'll go into my satchel and pull out my, my university robes and put them on. <laughs> okay. He, um, Jackson Lies kind of looks at you oddly, like, is that necessary? Well, I, I don't want to stand out. I, I, I think you're going to stand out wearing those. But, but surely, surely this is a, a university. Yeah, they, they don't Maybe they like follow that. a different tradition, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe they will be happy to to welcome a, a foreign, uh, what's the word really? Uh, what are these for? Uh, I pointed the... These, these are things. Um, this is this is from where I did a, a stint at Cambridge um, on the lecture circuit. Um, nothing, nothing too exciting. Talk amongst, sorry, I'm rating us from Free League's channel. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves as you talk about universities. Don't mind me. Yes, I did a, a short stint on um, diasporic descent in African nations. Uh, it must have been 
10, 15 years ago now, shortly after I'd finished my, my second PhD. Very oh. good. You're, you're the first person from Cambridge I meet. Usually uh, I, uh, I meet much more people from Oxford. Well, yeah. they, they do tend we to get we about... We don't talk about Oxford. Oh, are you a Cambridge man, Elsie? Oh, yes, yes. <clears throat> All right. Jolly good, jolly good. Um, Jesse is thoroughly confused, being from America, has no idea what the two of you are talking about, and says, All right, uh, we're, we're late. Let's go, uh, let's head inside. Um, Professor Sanchez is waiting for us, and he uh, opens the door for all of you, and there's a big, giant hallway, stone floor, doors lining either side of the hallway. Because it's, it's just the first one on the left. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right in there. He motions to that door as he holds the door open for all of you. Well, I'll stride purposefully in. This is my place. These are my people. Sure. <laughs> I feel more at home here than in the bar or the hotel or the whole of the rest of Argentina or on the boat or in England or... It's very warm. <laughs> All the windows are open. You're very hot in your robe right now, but um, you dare not take your robe off being in a university. No. So you go into the first door on the left, as um, instructed by Jackson Lyons, and in there you see a, a, a man. He's very slim, quite dapper. He's got neatly oiled hair that's been well-groomed and slicked back. He's got a, a well-groomed beard. He's wearing glasses and uh, is wearing a suit. He's not wearing a robe. <laughs> and he's in, a, he's in an office. And um, it's, it's a little bit um, a little warm in here. There's a ceiling fan that's whirling above a window is open on the far, far corner. And um, the, the room is covered with white walls, walls and shelves full of books and artifacts all around. And there's a large hardwood desk that dominates the middle of the room, piled high with papers and books and journals. They're almost spilling out all over the place. It looks like utter chaos to you, Quentin. Um, and he sees the group of you, and he kind of looks up, and he's a little confused at first, and then he sees Jackson behind the all of you and he, oh welcome okay he speaks english speaks english quite well it's a little bit broken it's obviously not his first language but he is able to uh to to, to greet and communicate with all of you oh welcome i'm professor sanchez and he holds out his hand to to shake all of your hands as you come into the room taken by the hand professor sanchez uh quentin goff oh very good to meet Cambridge. you quentin Thank you for coming. I take it you're all um, the, the 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 party members who are going on the expedition down to the uh, the pyramid with Larkin. Yes, party is the word. Um, Children Wallace Hall, pleased to meet you. And I softly shake his hand. Sure, he shakes your hand back. I'll uh, I'll double grasp his hand, shake it vigorously. Gwen Murphy, you uh, may have heard of me. Toss. Uh bit pleasure to meet you miss murphy i'm i'm terribly sorry i haven't heard i'm, I'm not uh, familiar with you uh, are you uh, well known up in the americas i am indeed if you haven't heard of me yet you soon will oh very good pleasure to make your acquaintance he says um my my, my one of my students uh, trinidad rizzo she's here as well she's down in the storeroom um we found we've made a breakthrough we believe there's an artifact down there 
that's tied to a, a translation that she's working on currently, or the two of us are working on. She's just down there uh, getting some some details. Um, she should be back shortly, and then she can kind of fill us all in on, on what's going on. But um, in the meantime, uh, what, 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 what has happened with Larkin? What's going on? Uh, I understand from, from Jackson that you all met last night. What was discussed? What's the plan? I, uh, I want to go on this damn expedition, but he won't take me. Oh, quite. I'm very excited to be here. Looks looks fascinating. Um, what can you tell us? What I'm, I'm told that it was it was you who came by the the artifacts that he showed us last night. No, but I've seen them. He came to the university looking for information, mm. and I volunteered my services to go down there with him, and he won't take me. I think he is just another foreigner looking to get rich off of the history of my country there are no laws here in peru stopping you from the exportation of such artifacts and uh, i believe that's why he won't take me he's just here to 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 thieve and take take the history away from here it should it should be here it should be studied absolutely that's the purpose of history after all i'm i'm afraid his his dating is somewhat off to be honest he, he missed a thousand year gap between the two artifacts that we, we were shown but uh, obviously he's not a not a trained scholar like like we are, uh, I can assure you that I would not wish to be party to any kind of cultural theft. I'm British. <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's, truly a, it's, truly, it's truly a pity that you cannot join us. And uh, to be honest, while I'm thankful for the low standards or the weight standards of Mr. Larkin, which allow me to join and, and not yourself, um, I agree with some things that uh, Tintin here uh, was saying. <laughs> we would not, I wouldn't take it kindly to be, you know, uh, an accomplice in an act of theft. Uh, while we are part of this expedition, would you have any advice on how we could make sure that that does not happen if we see anything wrong going on? And if the law is not uh, on the side of the people of this beautiful country, uh, what can we do? Well, sadly, there's not much we can do other than taking it from under his nose and where where it actually belongs here in a museum somewhere. It just oh, if this find is what he claims it to be, like this could uncover things dating back to the first conquistadors coming to Peru. We 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 have a document dating from the mid-16th century, written by one of these conquistadors, uh, Gaspar Figueroa. And that's what uh, myself and my student are working on translating right now. Uh, speaking of which, um, she's been gone for quite some time. Would you maybe mind going and checking on her down in the storeroom and, and ensuring everything's okay? Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. This is... Uh... I'm just the whole time I've just been like fiddling around with whatever's on his shelves and stuff completely out of my element. Uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can go run an errand. Okay, it's just down the stairs outside my door, straight down the stairs. It's a, it's a little dark down there. It's underneath my office. Um, the lights should be on. Um, like I said, her name is, is Trinidad Rizzo. You can just go check on her and, and make sure everything's all right. She shouldn't be taking this long. Yeah, okay. All right. No reason to get upset. We'll be fine. We'll be back in a minute. I'm going to pull out a little notebook and say, now, you say that uh, you have records dating back to the 16th century. Yes, yes, I do. Now, 
I was dating the artifacts that we were shown yesterday. And as near as I could tell, one of them actually dates all the way back to the fifth, which would predate the conquistadors by 1100 years almost. Interesting. He's, he's, he's just like leans forward on his table, his arms down. He leans into and is like looking at your book that you've got your notes in. Yeah. So I'll, what, I'll try and sketch out the um, a sort of rough version of the statuette that he had. Sure. And for your, I don't know if you took notes on the other one is from the 1860s. No, the other one was from the 1860s. <laughs> one was from the 15th century. Uh, and the other one was, um, what was it? 100 Fifth years? century, Fifth I think century. you said. As he's showing that, uh, Jaden is sitting on the the big, strong wood desk. Sure. Uh, to have a, a better look with the two of them uh, somewhat languidly. Okay. I'm sure Miss Murphy could probably do the subject much greater justice than I. I'm a humble ap academic, after all. I don't have the eye of an artiste. But, uh, yes, there was a... a, a statuette of a gentleman holding spears or sticks of some kind um either symbolic possible drumsticks used in some kind of ritual praxis interesting it seems unusual to have double spears since obviously unless it were a ceremonial artifact two spears would be unwieldy for even the most militarily inclined of individuals he's he's thoroughly like like engaged and just like eating he's he pulls out his own notebook and he's making notes and you don't say and he's like copying your sketch that you're doing in your book uh we'll cut over to louis is anybody else going with louis down to the storeroom to check on uh, the student i'll uh, i'll go down with my I, I mumble under my breath this is single-handedly the most boring room i've ever been in <laughs> <laughs> all right Let's... and then in the hallway you and me both oh my goodness <laughs> right there's more books in there than i i mean in a single room, like what is this? A library? Oh, good. Stuff you can breathe. I can't believe this stuff is actually worth money. This is crazy. Like, why would any? Ugh, whatever. It's fine. Dad. <laughs> so you head on down the staircase, and it's a long, dimly lit corridor that it opens out into. Um, it's the weekend, so it is pretty quiet around here. There aren't people milling about the universe in general, let alone down here. You do see that there is a doorway at the end of this corridor that's cracked open. You can see some light spilling out. It's not very bright light. It's quite dim. Um, and that is the storeroom that Professor Sanchez directed you to. Let's go ahead and let's switch up the, uh, the sound effects we got here, because we're going to a different, different scene. Storeroom. Spidey senses are starting to tingle, man. Ah, uh, the old violent oh, no. murder in a storeroom soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, it dramatically that? changes when? tone. <laughs> that uh, that strange uh, tiny piano music that sounds kind of suspenseful. <laughs> Got a rather dramatic art coming with this. this art. <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't even see this. Hopefully the chat can hear that ominous piano music playing as they enter the storeroom. So the storeroom itself, as you get to the door, I'm assuming you go to the door. Sure. It's open a crack, you open it up. You don't see or hear anyone or any movement or anything. The room itself is quite cavernous. It's long, really long. You're, you're thinking something like 80 feet long and wide, 45 feet wide, and it is filled 
with evenly spaced rows of floor to ceiling shelves. They're covered in boxes, in artifacts, all meticulously tagged and cataloged. Uh, and there's just like lights uh, hanging from the roof every once in a while. And it's quite shadowy and not very bright in here. I'll call out for her. I'll just call out like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the woman's name. Yeah, Trinidad. Trinidad. Uh, am, uh, is there someone in here named uh, Trinidad? Uh, Professor. Uh, What's Professor's name? I had a second. Sanchez. Yeah, Professor Professor Sanchez says uh, we could find you down here. Hello, anybody? Hello. You call out. You don't hear anything at first, and then you, as you're kind of standing there, and you look at Gwen. You hear something like kind of rustle or move in there, but no answer. Like the sound of, of uh, like shoes or feet on the floor, just like uh, abruptly, but it doesn't like continue or on. Hello? We hear you. There's no sense in hiding. We know you're in here. I'm just going to walk over towards the sound. Yeah, same. Sure. Cool. You're walking. In the between the corridors of the books and antiques and boxes and everything in there, and as you're doing so, you're kind of like your your eyes dart side to side. The shadows almost seem like they're playing tricks on you. You're a little you're a little creeped out. You don't want to admit it, but you know it's a little creepy. It's a little eerie down here, especially with that ominous piano music going off. <laughs> Must be a music department somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> And you're walking through, and as you're walking, you're kind of looking at one another. You're looking around. You're taking stock. You pass by, like, artifacts uh, of, like, stone masks that are making weird, bizarre faces at you. Or there's ones with, like, horns. They're sticking their tongue out. And, again, the, the shadows seem to play tricks on you. And as you get further and further in, you do see up ahead what appears to be um, a body. A body of what appears to be a woman laying on the floor here in the room uh, half buried under a pile of artifacts I'll rush up yeah, yeah. dashing hero that Louis is <laughs> you rush over uh, uh, you're right you're right man hello you get, you get over there and you see that she's covered in all sorts of papers and artifacts and you kind of brush them aside and as soon as you see her face she appears to be almost like mummified like it looks like the the all of the liquid or water or whatever has been sucked out of her body her cheeks oh. are all sunken in she's very pale and you notice uh, as well a large disc of torn bloody fat flesh on her upper chest uh, uh, uh gwen uh uh what that uh and i'll i'll look around i'll immediately look around for like is there any buddy here i'll be like hello help help we need some help here I'm going to get both of you to make me a sanity roll, please. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> get our first sanity loss. Maybe our first bout of madness. Um, Do we have, should the, should it like the daily, uh, like, you know how it has the slash, like something at a 99? Like, do we have a starting sanity? You know what I mean? We did. And I don't remember off the top of my head how it was calculated. Okay. Was that one of the ones that was not calculated correctly because we were using pulp and this was based off the main one? Was. I can find it here, what you're saying he's supposed to do. Could be, because I can't make out why it would be 70 unless it's based off of power. <laughs> it's 70 here also. Yeah, I'm at f uh, 
40 is my starting, if that matters. What's your power, Jeff? Uh, my power is 50. Okay. My power is 17. I have 17. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me hmm. too. 60. Okay. Mine's 60. Matches my power as well. All right, I'll just <clears throat> that then. Okay. Did who passed, who failed? Uh, Louis failed. Louis failed. Gwen, how, how did I, you do? How do I know if I passed or failed? You want to roll under the number. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm you, good. You, you passed? All right. Louis, you take one point of sanity damage. Kind of, you're standing there, you're shocked when you see this, like, disc of flesh that's been, it's a, like, like I said, it's a perfect circle of flesh. It doesn't look like she's been, like, gnawed on or something like that or torn off or cut. It's a, like, perfect circle that's been removed from her chest. And you yeah. kind of step back and you're in yeah, a little I'll, bit Yeah, I'll, like, stumble back, probably. I'll, like, stumble back. Stuff will go flying out of my pockets. And I'll be like, what the? What? what, 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 what? Is this some kind of joke down here? What, what the hell's going on? You're calling out for help. As you're calling out for help and he, and, and, and Louis kind of trying to keep together, Gwen, you're fine. You're looking around the room. You can hear. And you hear footsteps, like, at the far end of the room where you came in. Like, exit. Louis, did you hear that? There's something else in this room with us. Hey, you better, uh, you better show yourself. I got a gun. You better, you better come out here right now. He does, you know, he's not lying or anything. I forgot to ask, did you guys get by weapons? <laughs> we don't go nowhere without his, uh, okay. I hope you all have weapons. Um, <coughs> lying next to her, you kind of glance back at her. You notice that there's a notebook poking out of her jacket pocket and there's also a small wooden crate that's been smashed to pieces lying beside her um and you see in the remnants of the crate packed in straw there's a large piece of worked gold i'll show you a picture of it here you can see does that show up on your screen it's oblong yep. it's kind of got some hooks and some pieces, and it's got all kinds of runes across it that you don't recognize. I will have the gun out, hand shaking just a little bit. Might be nerves, might be hangover, I don't know. And I'll start looking around for the skittering of the of the, the other footsteps that we heard. Like, you better come out. Sure. I know how to use this, sort of. Um, while you're looking at that, that golden ward, I'll get both of you to make me a spot hidden roll. Uh, and the size of this thing, it's about two feet long, three inches wide, and about a third of an inch deep. And both of its ends are rough, as though it's been, like, ripped or broken off of something larger. And it's quite heavy, though. It weighs, you know, around 25 pounds. Uh, I passed. Passed? Hold Did on. you pass, Gwen? Hold on a second. Sorry, it's just regular? Just yes. regular spot hidden, yeah. All right, so both of you, as you notice this thing and you're pulling your gun and you're kind of taking in the scene, you pick up on on this ward that's lying there in the in the um, in the straw. It looks like there almost appears to be like bits of freshly burned skin or flesh on the gold. You almost see like fingerprints imprinted on the gold, like it was burned on there. Okay. Oh, Louis, do you see that? Yeah, no. I see it, but I, I wanna. Let's, let's, uh, let's not look too close. There's someone else in here with us. 
Someone else is in here with us. I'm. I, I think. I think I'm going to sprint for the professor's upstairs. To be honest. Yeah. All right. You. You do that. And you better come out. I'm just constantly just shouting like various sure. New York, New York like tough language. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get out of here. I've seen tougher things than you. You think this is the first body I've seen? You think this is it? No, I see it all the time. There's, there's no answer. You're just shouting in the darkness. Um, Gwen, you start heading towards the stairs. You don't hear or see anything as you're doing so. It sounded like the, those footprints almost like were leaving the room when the two of you made it over to the body. We'll cut back to the others who were with Professor Sanchez and uh, Jackson Elias. And you're in there and you're going over the studies. You're going over these these diagrams and drawing the out. And Professor Sanchez is completely engrossed in um, this. As the, what is it? One, two, three, five of you are chatting, discussing, going over this. Um, Louis and Gwen have been gone for quite some time. Some time has passed. And, and, and Sanchez says, what is taking them so long? Where where are they? What what could... She was just going down there to verify some information on the translation she was doing. What, what do you think's keeping them? I don't know uh, what is is this what you call storeroom very large? Is, is it like... Oh, it's, it's massive. Is it's it a, like, a long hole? He says, yeah, it's twice the size of my office. It's, it's right oh, below right. us. Uh, well, Elsie hasn't actually been looking at all the documents. He's been standing near the door, uh, throwing his cricket ball up, up in the air, trying to get with his doing, practicing his spin. Okay. Um, so he kind of like, I can go and have a look if if you want. See if they need a help lifting something heavy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that that might be best. Could could you do that? Sure, sure. Did, did does this guy sound a bit? Suspicious. I find it weird that he, he keeps sending people in that storeroom. <laughs> go to your death. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, oh, why don't you go? Also go? <laughs> no, no, something that's... in the basement. I no, need no, to that's, feed. That's a good point. <laughs> why don't you um, do a spot hidden roll or psychology? Do a psychology roll. Yes, please. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I see oh, in no, chat your spot hidden no, is terrible. No, no, psychology is terrible as well. Wait, isn't there? Elsie something... doesn't care. He's not even concerned <laughs> oh. about it. He's He's bored okay. in this room. He's looking. I for guess. I guess. I would, I would, I would give it to either psychology or spot hidden. Whatever, you, whichever you. Would. I would go with spot hidden. Okay. Just twenty-five. Wow, that is low. Oh, and you succeed. Oh. -ho. There, there doesn't seem to be anything nefarious to his tone or anything. Like that. He almost seems like annoyed though that it's taking so long. That's why he he wants to hurry it along. Like, this is something that should have been done in no time. Just going down there, grabbing an artifact, verifying something, coming back, and he seems annoyed by the whole. Uh, whole situation, but he's also very engrossed with what Quentin is uh, relaying to him. He's he's very interested in that. And it's like, like, can you go do this? Well, I'll just, I'll sure. No way, I'll be back. I'll be back in a moment. I'll I'll. Elsie, <clears throat> as you're strolling out of the room and into the the hallway, the main hallway here of the this wing of the university, all of a sudden there is a horrendous scream from outside you can hear a man screaming bloody murder outside on the grounds of the university um quentin Jaden, uh jackson elias and professor sanchez you can all run to the window and you see there's a man it looks like a student of the university is laying in the grass bleeding profusely and holding the wound and screaming for help in spanish if you understand spanish 
Jackson says, that man needs help. And then uh, Professor Sanchez goes and he uh, he runs to the phone. And he goes, oh, I'll call the police. I'll call an ambulance. What, what the hell is going on here? And you hear this as well, Elsie. You hear this man screaming outside. But, you're <clears> in but the that's hallway. now behind me. That is behind you. Effectively. Effectively. Uh I'll go and I'll go and see what's it's, still it's going on. It's highly irregular for a place of learning. It's a university. <laughs> Stabbing's happening. People all the screaming time. and shouting all the time at universities. Come on. Well, see I think we had very different experiences. Like. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> sure. So you start heading down the the stairs, and you, you're greeted by the same site as as Gwen and Louie. This big long hallway. But as you're kind of walking down the hallway, and you're a little creeped out, the door swings all the way open, and Gwen kind of comes rushing out towards you. And you can hear Louie shouting <laughs> in the other room, "Hello, I have a gun. I have a gun. <laughs> I'll know how to use it. <laughs> I'll shoot you. I don't mind. It's okay." Gwen, what, what's going on? What's going on? Oh my god, there's there's a bug, there's there's like there's a hole, there's flesh and there's gold and there's shuffle. My god, you froze me. <laughs> She's frozen with fear. Frozen fear. Oh, no. I will I will grab her, like not you know, to try and calm her down, and then sort of go go up go upstairs with the others. I'll see what's keeping what's keeping uh what's keeping Louis. Sure. Oh and I'll go we lost Megan briefly there. Uh how are we doing? Hey, we're at the halfway point. Should we do a giveaway at this point? Well yeah, Megan gets her uh gets her zoom back up and running. Okay, yeah, let's let's do a giveaway of the Call of Cthulhu starter set. Giveaway! Yeah. Oh, let's nice books. Yeah, let's let's choose a word here. Don't um, say it yet. Don't say it yet. I am not saying. People to start typing it in. <laughs> I, if you can, if you, I'll send it to you on Discord. Huh? Does that work? Sorry. All good. Sorry, Does that work, Pete? If I send it to you on Discord. No, just once. Give, get, let me get in the right position. Sure. And once you say it, I'll I'll just quickly type it in. So. Thank you again to Chaosium for supplying these um, these PDF starter sets for us. We're going to have quite a few of them to give away over the next few weeks, so keep coming back every week. If you don't win one this week, there's a chance again next week, and the following week, and the following week. We have a few, and we're going to do uh, one a week until we're out of them. So uh, thank you so much, Chaosium, for supplying these and supporting yes, the stream. The lovely people of Chaosium. Mm. What's your word, Matt? Um, Short and sweet. Insane. Okay, hashtag insane. Punch that in the chat. Oh, we've got a few, a couple already. Here we go. Start filling it out. It's perfect <clears throat> timing, uh, Megan, for our giveaway when your Zoom kind of crapped out. <laughs> it, it was on purpose, of course. Right? Thank you for reminding me. What Ooh. a pro. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to step out earlier. I had to go and be dad for a couple of minutes. Um, Understandable. That, that's that's where I went to. <clears throat> I don't know how long you want to wait. No king shaming yeah. by saying you needed to be a dad. You meant with your child, I hope. Yes, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I think that's everybody in the chat. Who has entered? So let's uh, let's draw a winner, Pete. Okay, right. We've had fifteen 
15 entries it looks like so here we go I'm gonna click it anybody else want to get in just before I do no here we go <laughs> Jeremy I got a gun I'll shoot you or whatever Martaz has won the giveaway congratulations Martaz all you need to do is come on the discord find me Garblag and then send me a direct message and we will arrange for your your winnings I see now I'm suspicious because they already had an I won gif ready to go <laughs> hacked we got hacked Lead. no congratulations Martaz I think they get that <laughs> that is uh that is awesome. So, uh, to the others who did not win, there will be more. We're giving these away over the next few oh, weeks. Yes. One a week, every week. So, congratulations, and thank you again to Chaosio. Shall we get back to the action now that we've had a nice little break and a giveaway? So, when Elsie, when you, when you kind of, like, went away and disappeared on us, you had a little mental breakdown, your character had a mental breakdown, he said, <laughs> go upstairs. Um, so I don't know if you want to listen to him or you want to go back into the room with him. It's that's up to you. Uh, uh, no, I'll uh, I'll definitely go back in with him. However, it'll be behind him very closely. Okay, you and okay. you can hear a faint yelling coming from upstairs. It's not very clear, but it sounds like a man is like screaming and yelling in pain upstairs somewhere. Not in the building. Very very faint. Like it's coming through a window. Mm. Yeah, some chap outside screaming about something. But what's what's going on? What's going on down here? Like pointing over your shoulder. It's over there. It's over there. By by, Louis. Go, go. Okay, I'll walk over. I'm just kind of flipping my cricket ball, you know, just up and down in my hand as I'm going. Um, Louis, old chap, what's what what's got what's got everyone so stressed? Uh, Louis will, will just completely turn on a dime, gun in hand, pointing it right at you. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Yo, you whoa. don't sneak up on someone like that. What are you doing? I could have shot you. I called I called your name as I entered the room. <laughs> I, okay. thought, I thought that was the decent was, thing to do. Yeah, I, did, I was concentrating, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll point at the body. There's some. I think there's someone else here. Someone else. We heard something skittering footsteps, but they're hiding. There's just so many shelves in here. Uh, have I have I heard anyone else in here at any at any point? You have not. It's like okay. just been completely silent. Just the echo of your own voice and your feet okay. on the on the concrete below you. Do I do I get the sense that like we're alone at this point, or do can I start doing a sweep or something? No, like you that? don't even need to roll that. Yeah, you okay. feel like you're you're pretty sure you're alone at this point. We found her. She was laying on the ground. She had stuff thrown over top of her. We came and we checked, and look at it. She looks like a freaking mummy or something. Like uh, it's just uh, oh. like. And then the thing, and the with the flesh and the the gold, the, get, get one of the brainiacs down here. I, I don't, I don't get this. Make make Rather me a unpleasant. sanity roll, please, Elsie. When you see the big fleshy disc torn out of her chest, and like almost like all of the everything sucked out of her body. Oh, you passed. I'm good. Good for you. <laughs> good you. I've been on cricket tours in Australia. This is nothing. <laughs> so you keep telling us. Uh, <laughs> All right. Someone's saying bowl, Elsie, bowl. <laughs> oh, um, uh, this, this is, this is. Poor, poor, poor lady. Um, well, we should tend to her. Uh, I, I think there's some shouting upstairs. Perhaps it's linked. Um, perhaps we should head upstairs and see what's going on. There's, there's no other exits to this 
draw them, are there? Man, right. Okay. Right. Should we? I mean, someone's got to watch the body. What if they, you know, they always come back to the scene of the crime? You know, you know, like they they come back. This this you stuff here. Do you want to stay here, Louis? No, I wanna. I'm gonna go. Ch no, no, I don't. I can I, stay here and and keep an eye on her just in case if you want to head up with Gwen. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go check out that screaming. Yeah. Just a reminder, okay. there is the notebook poking out of her jacket, and there's that that golden rod on the floor. I'll point, I'm gonna I'm I'll gonna search the stuff. body when everyone's left. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Louis and Gwen, are you going? Or are you gonna stick stick behind with Elsie? No, like dead body or screaming guy outside. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm I'm gonna stay with the dead body to be honest. Okay, so you're staying with LC. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. All right. Did you want to look at that thing before we? Yeah, get back? I'm gonna have a look at her. See, you know, move some of the other bits out of the way. See if there's any identification. Um, you know. She has no identification on her. Um, she looks like she's in her early 20s. Could easily be the student of um, Professor okay. Sanchez, given her age. Again, it almost seems like all of the all of the fat or, 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 or moisture has been sucked out of her body. Her eyes are still open, staring up. Can I... Can I just close her eyes? It's slightly disconcerting. Sure. Yeah, you go ahead and you close your eyes. Um, Louis did point out like the, the burned on almost like pieces of flesh or like fingerprints that were left on the golden rod that is lying next to her. So you don't need okay. to make a roll for that. Hmm. Do you want to touch it and see if you burn? I kind of want to touch it. Are you going to? Yeah, it. now who's the vampire? You, <laughs> you touch it, and it's it's cold to the touch. It's, it's can not I, can add it, pick it up, like mm -hmm. bits of flesh. Like I said, it it, it it's uh, it's twenty five pounds. So it's uh, at first you're kind of like whoa, surprised by the the weight of this thing because it's only so many feet long and so many inches wide. Uh, but it almost appears like like this is pure gold you're holding, and hence the weight. Holy! And the like craftsmanship. Ship. Does it have any any similarities to the artifacts that um, we saw? Mm. That I'll let you roll it, but based off your background, this is going to be much harder for you uh, than someone like a, like a Quentin. Are you sure not like an arts and crafts roll? <laughs> what kind of arts and crafts are you good at? Um. Oh yeah, good. Because you have to choose a specific oh, yeah. arts and crafts. Yeah, no, fair enough. Are they painted on? Burnt golden rods, arts and crafts. Is that the one you're good at? Yeah, oh, that's the one. <laughs> Ancient Mesoamerican jewelry. <laughs> that's why she had to leave New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look it over, and aside from like um, the size of it. Looks like it's it's largely straight band. Uh, there there are four sections that jut out at right angles into short little spurs or squared off spirals, and the surface is imprinted with a series of non-repeating geometric shapes, mostly squares and rectangles. But there's it, there doesn't seem to be like any obvious meaning or language or anything like that to you just looking at it, and they they don't resemble any formal language that you've seen or encountered before. Fair enough. 
as a as a, I, my study was the natural world, and I I'm a big fan of rubbings. Can I do a rubbing of the yes of the yes, language on the golden? Bench? Sure. Sure, you can. Dead body. Pardon me. No, the, the language on the thing. The, the paper. The actual. And, like, yeah. You're rubbing materials and do it over top of her body. All right, and I'll share this with you. This is um, what you find in her uh, notebook. Ooh. Sticking out of her uh, her persons. So uh, I'll read this to the chat. All of you can read it, but I will read this out for the folks at home because they can't see what we're looking at. So it's written Spanish, written by Gaspar Figueroa, 1543 on vellum. Figueroa, Spaniard who had traveled to Peru with Francisco Pizarro. According to the text, Figueroa set out to seek his own fortune following Pizarro's assassination in 1541. He was accompanied by Hernando Ruiz, Diego Garrido, Luis de Mendoza, and Pedro de Velasco, fellow conquistadors who had served with Pizarro. They traveled into the southern highlands of the Andes, looking for treasure, hoping to make their fortunes before heading back to Spain and retiring in luxury. Hearing rumors of an ancient temple filled with gold, the men set off into the mountains southwest of Lake Titicaca. There, they found a pyramid surrounded by a maze-like structure of underground tunnels. The walls of the tunnels were inlaid with intricate gold carvings. The men pried out a large section of the gold, exhausting themselves in the attempt. That night, as they rested, an evil sickness befell Figueroa's companions. In the morning, or in the morning light, they looked gaunt and death-like, complaining of agonizing hunger. They pursued Figueroa. De Mendoza caught up with him and started to devour him like a human leech. Figueroa shot his friend in the head and fled, pausing only to snatch up as much gold as he could carry. Figueroa eventually arrived back in Lima, hoping to get passage home, but he was too weakened by his ordeal. Figueroa describes himself as a wasted little more than a walking corpse. I read final confessions of Figueroa's attempt to lift the guilt that his avarice had placed upon him. He believed that his fate and that of his companions was brought about by the desecration of a holy place, and his most fervent wish was that he could undo the damage that he had inflicted. He describes how he can still hear his friends' voices crying out to him with inhuman hunger, and how in the dark of the night he can hear another voice, ancient, seductive, promising him eternal life if he returns to the temple. The voice told Figueroa how to contact it, but it seems Figueroa was too afraid to ever attempt this. A postscript written by the priest who performed the last rites states that Figueroa died a day after completing his final confessions. His last words were an entry uh, to whatever gods were listening to forgive him for his blasphemies. So right away, the name of Luis de Mendoza sticks out to you. Mm. Hey, we met a fellow by that name uh, last night. Mm. And, it, and this text seems to talk about this ward that um, the student was down here fetching. This, this piece of gold that was found near her body. Let's cut to the others. Let's cut to Jaden. Uh, Louise come up the stairs. Quentin, uh, Jackson, and um, Professor Sanchez. So there's ungodly screaming coming from outside. Like I said, the window's open. You go over the window, you see there's a man rolling in the grass. Blood is just spilling out from his stomach. 
and he's screaming, I've been stabbed, I've been stabbed, a man with a sword just ran over and stabbed me, please somebody help me. And there's people are starting to congregate around him and kind of surround him and uh, some people are kind of leaning down to try and, and give him help. But uh, people are shouting, call an ambulance, call an ambulance, this man's going to die. I look around for someone who seems to be running away. Uh, yes. Go ahead and um, make me a uh, a hard spot hidden roll. No, oh, you're unable to see anybody. You're kind of just taken in by the whole scene. You know, it's almost like a panic and anarchy happening outside the window, and it's hard to kind of concentrate when you hear this poor man screaming for his life. There's blood just... Is there a telephone everywhere. in the room? There is a telephone in the room, and Professor Sanchez is on it, uh, ringing the police and an ambulance. Okay, totally good. Well, presumably the proctors will be along shortly to resolve this. Sure. As you're standing there, um, and you do hear sirens pull up. An ambulance shows up. They come out with a stretcher. They start administering aid to this man. And um, Louis, what, do you want to stroll back into the office? Or do you want to go outside and see what's going on? Yeah, I'm going to run run by the office, do a quick drive-by, like just scream in like, uh, uh, Quentin, uh, 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 Jaden, you might want to go uh, into the thing body we found some stuff just go uh i'm gonna keep running and then i'm yeah so i'm just gonna like mumble to tell you to go downstairs or whatever it was and i'm gonna go run outside to leap through the window well as i was gonna ask is this a first story are we in the first you're story on the first office? story yeah you could mm -hmm. and they're big giant huge windows yeah so i'll like walk by i like if it, they need to be opened up i'll be like excuse me pardon me uh, pardon me professor and then i'll climb out and yeah and I'll, I'll I'll start looking around for similar to what uh, what, uh, what Jaden was just doing a second ago. It's like looking for anything, and anyone out of the order, anyone running away, any anyone like any. I'm I'm a detective. Anyone around this the crime scene that's looking a little fishy, you know, a little little sketchy. For sure. Um, Quentin, you Jayden, just got there though. <laughs> are you you're going downstairs with the news <laughs> that there's a body down there and something's happened? You're all blurry. Quick question, sorry. Ah, it's I, again. I missed from one just one person. Uh, I know it's a bit late on on my skill check, but oh, could I use a, a skill? Yes, of course you can. You uh, can use luck, a luck, a luck. Yeah, go ahead and spend a luck and uh, succeed. Uh, so with your spot hidden, you're kind of looking around the crowd and you're kind of taking it all in, and um, you look and you see like around a corner of the building, a little further away. You swear you see a familiar face. You swear, like, just kind of, like, going around the corner, you swear you see Mendoza. I point in this direction to the others. Say, there! It's it's Senor Men Mendoza. And I'm going to say, this is when Louis was walking to the room, okay. also kind of saying everything. So you hear this, Louis, before you leap through the window with your gun in your hand. Well, I'll say I have the gun in the pocket. Oh, okay. <laughs> Waving a gun around a scene where a man's been stabbed. I would know. I put the gun in the pocket. Come Louis, on. are you happy to see me? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, and but there, Mr. Senor Mendoza. All right. I will, and I'll I'll climb out of the window and start chasing after which it's pointing. But I'll have I'll have the gun inside. I will I would actually I'm, I'm I know enough not to wave a gun around running across the college campus. Sure, of course. When there's police also like showing up and ambulances and everything, and a 
panicked crowd, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea. No, no, no. All right, so you leap out the window and you start running in the direction that uh, that Jaden pointed out. Jaden and Quentin are. You, you, do you want to stay in this room? Do you want to go down to the the? Um... I think I'm gonna head downstairs. Sure. Whatever's going on down there? I, I'm gonna try. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try to follow uh, Louis. Sure. You know. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say you can <laughs> follow him. So you're going, you leap out the window, and like it looks like it's far side of the building. So you're running across the grounds to the other side of the building, trying to catch up to what you think you saw over there. Um. So the others go downstairs, and you're greeted by the scene of the, the student who's had the. The fat Quentin, and everything else Quentin. sucked out of her. Look at look at this. Look at this. No, hand the. The document. Well, That's how well, interesting. This poor girl's been, um, been. Yes, but the uh, name here, De Mendoza, that's the same as the chap we met last night, and Louis's just gone chasing him off across Pardon? the campus. We've just seen him outside. That rat. Now, what's all, what's all the fuss down here? Oh. Dead lady. And I gotta run past him up up the stairs. <laughs> Just shove him aside, dead lady. Uh okay, I'm gonna cut as you do that. Jaden and Louie, I'm gonna cut over to you. I want you to both to make me a hard dexterity check, uh, to try and catch up to this uh this figure that you saw duck around the far corner of the building. Mm. Oh. Very good. Both of you. Or no, Louis, you failed, right? Yeah. Um, what do I need? Spend some luck. Oh, nice. If you click it, it actually expands and tells you how much luck you need to spend to pass. Or you could push it. I guess that's the other option. Luck you spent. spent the luck. You spent the 20 on luck. You see how easy it is to get luck at the beginning of every session. It's, exactly. It makes it easier to spend. <laughs> so um, Jaden is like almost like he's, he's getting in front of you. He's on oh. the trail, kind of like pushes you aside. You're, you're kind of distracted by the scene, Louis, of what's going on all around you. And Louis just kind of brushes past you. And um, you're now keeping pace with, with Jaden as the two of you run around the corner. Just going to make a hole here. Huff, I, like, I am huffing and puffing the whole time. Like, oh, God, I shouldn't have stayed up so late. Oh, oh God. Oh, look at that. The GM rolled over. Probably have a cigarette, like dangling and like flopping in the mouth <laughs> as I'm running. Just to be sure. Oh, God. Got more vegetables. So you go to where you thought you saw Damon Dozier. You're convinced, Jaden, that he was there. You round the corner, and there's just nothing. It empties out into what appears to be a, a, a green space. It's a field. There's some trees. Uh, it's pretty bare. There's nobody really in it right now because everybody's gone over to where all the excitement is, over uh, where the, the poor man has been, where he's claiming he was stabbed. Um, but you're... Uh, you're, you're gamekeeper rolled a one on his dice which is a critical success uh you get over there and you don't really see anything if you want the two of you can kind of start searching uh for clues while you're yes. here see maybe pick up the trail of where he went we can do that uh again spot hidden is going to be our go-to here because you're going to be trying to see if he like left any sort of uh, trail or tracks or any sort of evidence behind it'll be a standard roll okay. standard difficulty asked with a three. Oh snap oh and jane too the two of you Whoa. are both on the case the both of you were like hey do you see this do you see that what about this over here um 
And Jaden points out some foot some footprints. Like he went this way, and you see Louis that there's there are definitely some droplets of blood in the grass. I think left he might behind. be hurt. I think he might be hurt. Might be uh, I don't know. He's okay. running very fast for someone seemingly hurt. Did you uh did did uh, he have a weapon on him or anything? Did, uh, did he look hurt? There was he bleeding when you saw him? Uh no, I mean he was quite far. I just caught a glimpse of him. I, I almost missed him in the the crowd moving around. I was very lucky to actually see him. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky that I didn't fall uh, fall on my butt as we were chasing him. Listen, why would he be running from us? I mean, he, he met us last night. Why, if he saw you, if he saw us, why is he running? Just be careful. Like, do you guys got any weapons on you? No, no, no. Oh, darling, I don't have a weapon on me. <laughs> but, uh, what, maybe it's connected to what you found in that storage room? What, what happened there? Is, we found a dead woman. You find... Is what we found. She's a dead. dead woman? Yes, a what, dead woman. Was she bloody like, like the student? Man, she was like dried like a raisin. Like, like she got set out in the sun for like weeks. Nah, it was no good. It was no good. No blood. That's what it was. I feel blood. We follow those tracks. Maybe that that mentor is up to no good and might hurt other people. Listen, we got one guy screaming because he got hurt on the outside the same building which we just found a dead woman, and we got a guy that we know was giving us the stink eye last night, and he's running from us. These are too many coincidences that connected one way or the other. So, and I'm gonna look around to see if I can find like a like a rock or a branch or something. Yeah. Anything on the green? So I'm yeah. gonna pick it up. Easily. Like, yeah. Here, find a large rock. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Jaden. I'm like, and if you if you see something, just right over the head, okay? And I'll pull oh, the gun boy. out at that point. Like, okay, stay, large rock. It's like the me. size of your palm, Jaden. It's big, <laughs> heavy rock that you that he handed you. Uh, so so we found some tracks of some kind. Yeah. Yes. So you start following the tracks. And it looks like they actually follow the perimeter of this building. They actually are hugging the building. And it looks like like the building that you came from with the professor in it. And it's going along the outside and it hooks around the back. And it almost and it the blood trail looks like it's gone back inside the building you just came from, but from the rear of the building, not through the front entrance that you originally came through. Did we see uh, did it go through like a door or yes. window or anything? It went through a door. Okay. Back into is that it... big hallway. So you, when you enter through the doors, there's that big hallway in front of you. There's doors on either side. So it'll be the opposite end of that hallway, the opposite entrance of where you initially came in. Okay. Is the door open? It's like uh, is they're it heavy, really so it's left closed. Jar. It's closed. It's closed behind it. If it was open, because they're big, heavy doors. Okay. Um, Elsie, you're going back upstairs. Yes, yeah, I was going to go up the stairs because I thought there was um, some action going on. Sure. Jeff, you got a reroll. Jeff does have a reroll because they wanted you to be able to run fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you head back upstairs. Do you want to go to the, the office? Do you want to go outside? What do you want to do, LC? Uh, what? Can I hear anything going on? Can I hear people running or fighting or... Not right now. You can hear kind of like muffled sounds coming from the professor's office, though. Okay. I will I will go there. Okay. You swing the door open, and you're greeted by a horrific sight. You see Damon Doza on top of Professor Sanchez. And he looks over at you, and right away you see... His mouth is like a perfect circle filled 
with tons of tiny little teeth in it. And there's like like saliva is pouring out of his his big gaping mouth. Here, I'll show you a picture of what you see. See that? That's what you see. He's hanging over her, over oh, him. Mouth uh, is perfectly open with rows and rows of teeth going all the way back. Like the hole in her chest was just like... Perfect, yes. His mouth just kind of... Professor Sanchez is lying there. Looks like he's been knocked out. His mouth is open, and and it almost looks like there's like a large, as weird as it sounds, a big maggot that looks like it's kind of like making its way outside of Mendoza's mouth as he turns oh. and looks at you. Go ahead and make it. It's okay roll. up until that moment. I hate I hate maggots. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's uh... a. <laughs> it's all right. No, it's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece go. of birthday cake. Uh... <laughs> What did you pass uh, your no, sanity roll? I'm fine. I passed. I passed. Okay. Very. Hey, he's getting a cricket ball in the face. I'm afraid. All right. <laughs> All right. I've just wind up and bowl. If he catches it in that mouth, you want him on the team, really, don't you? The beamer coming straight at his face. All right. So you're. Su this is a surprise round. The way combat works in Call of Cthulhu okay. is the person with the highest deck score gets to go first and it's descending order after that if you have a readied firearm it's your dex plus an additional 50 because that kind of represents you being ready you have a ball ready this thing's kind of in the process of doing something to the poor professor so go ahead uh you're going to um i've got 90 decks anyway Woo! so go ahead and you're gonna take your cricket bat and hit the ball at him no, is that... no 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 i'm gonna bowl this thing oh like proper full-on gotcha do the whole thing and bowl it straight in his face. Um, so that's uh, like unarmed brawling is the skill we'll say here. But I've got to throw it at him. Okay. Range, ranged weapon style. Okay. They've already given you a reroll because they want you to do it. <laughs> so you rolled a 38? Is that what you No, that was previous. No. Oh my god. I 96. Failed. Well, the chat bought you a reroll, so why don't you cash that in and... I will. <laughs> 52. Can I... Do I do more if it's a better success? You don't do more damage, some... no. Okay, okay. Well, okay, fine. That's fine. Okay. So Thanks, you... Aaron, for the reroll. So I couldn't read your name. Though. You bowl your cricket ball at him. Go ahead and roll me a, a, a d6 for damage, plus any damage bonus you have. I don't know what your strength is, but... I, would... I don't. I don't. Okay. I have two rerolls. Oh boy, what do I use those on? You can make us reroll. All right, three so damage. You whip... well, like when you roll a one for getting away. You whip this ball, this thing, and it hisses. This Mendoza, and all of a sudden, the 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 big worm out of its mouth starts to kind of like go back. It retreats back in, and uh, he stands up, and it looks like um. What's your dex? What's your dex there? Uh... Ninety. Ninety. Ooh. Yeah. Let me take a look at his decks. I have them programmed in here. Apparently, I don't. Uh, your decks beats his. I have the book here. Um, your decks beats his. So you get to go first again. He's standing up now, staring at you, and you can see a sword at his side, almost like a saber, almost an antique. Conquistador. This thing looks style. ancient. Yeah. This sword hanging at his side. Okay. I'm gonna pull out my trusty cricket bat. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to clobber him. <laughs> and I'll shout as this is happening. 
He's in here. He's in the professor's office. And I will um, go for a, a two-handed chop to the Jane, neck with so a cricket bat. Jane and Louis, you're in the hallway at the fall in the hallway, and you hear LC yell, he's in here, he's in the professor's office. And the two of you can start running down there. Um, I'll even say it's muffled, and Gwen and Quentin can hear it in the basement. You can hear LC shout. Before he gets murdered horribly. Before he gets <laughs> murdered horribly. Uh, arrived just in time to see it happen. <laughs> what, so, whatever happens, so I'm behind Louis. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go out in front this time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I never wanted that. <laughs> you got a gun. I got, I got, I got a, a stone. It's very <laughs> nice, but... All right. Big. It's... So yes, your dex does beat his. Uh, I have his stats here for me. So go ahead and uh, you can close the gap and you can attempt to hit him with your cricket bat. So this would be a brawling roll now with your cricket bat. Oh, oh I'm spending luck on that. I was going to say, you got luck? or We have a couple re-rolls in the chat that we've received throughout this, um, this session as well. Uh, don't know about that. How do I... Yeah, I think most of them went to you, though, Matt, because people want to see characters die horribly oh, in a computer game. I don't want to kill you. Okay, go ahead. You spend How your do luck. Do the luck thing. Click on the number eighty-three, and it'll expand the box. And then you'll uh, like there's there should be three buttons on there. You can oh, just yeah, click sorry. one to spend your luck, and then it should automatically take it off of your uh, care sheet. Equally, Matt, you can use your rerolls to make us reroll rolls that aren't good enough. Just saying. That's fair. Uh, Aaron just gave you another thousand feet. Oh, cool. Well, I've spent the luck now. Uh, oh, it was only I had eight. 99. had 99 luck anyway. So I'm going <laughs> to run up and whack him with the cricket bat. All right. So the way close combat com, uh, works in Call of Cthulhu, the person who's getting hit in close combat has the option to try and like dodge or get out of the way. So every time that you're in close combat, you make your attack roll, and the target gets to make a dodge roll. And if they're successful... Uh, they want to roll higher than you did. No. They want a better oh, roll right. than you did. <laughs> can I spend they, more luck on my thing? You can. So like... this is where the levels of success come in. So if you get a higher level of success, you know how there's one star in there and you get two and three. Um, the person with the higher level of success will win in this instance. Boom. I spent 68 points of luck. Holy crap, Pete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to oh. get a triple star <laughs> okay i will roll i'm going for a six. Oh, i rolled a 99 this is no... so this thing it's still kind of dazed its mouth is starting to close back up into a normal mouth you see this 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 worm-like creature going back into its throat and he's reaching for a sword and you just run up and whack him with your cricket back roll me a d8 for damage please okay not quite a six and what did you do on the previous one three okay yep perfect uh all right uh louis and Jaden, what are your deck scores uh 80 holy crap Jaden. and 50 50 uh give yourself the plus 50 louis for having a firearm or did you already on that yeah it, so i'd be 130 sorry holy crap okay next thing you know louis just kind of like just starts sprinting down the hallway, and you burst into the room, and you see Elsie standing there with his cricket bat. You say, D Dave Mendoza, 
has just been struck with it. The professor's on the floor. Uh, what do you do? Anyway, I just started blasting. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, I know what I'm chasing. I know who I'm chasing, and I and I immediately if I see LC in combat, like if like he's actually fighting with this thing, I will lower the gun and fire. Yeah. Okay. There Not at LC. The sounds for combat now. Hence the the guns. Uh, just so dive like, out of the way. <laughs> so I think I have a penalty die though, because I'm firing into melee because LC's there. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep. Okay. So let's hope I don't crit. Then I kill Pete's character and get thrown <laughs> off the channel the very first time I play on it. <laughs> I'm assuming minus one is the same thing. Minus one bonus size probably the same thing as penalty, so here we go. Uh, yeah, that's good. Still good. So I need a 90, so 76. Sure. All right. Roll your damage for your gun, please. Uh, yeah. What is that exactly? I couldn't find. <laughs> Let me find. That. I've got all the. I was looking for that. I couldn't. Guns I was finding, trying to find that in the melee. Penalty. What did you just have? A handgun or? It's like just, they a, have... just a handgun. Just a handgun. They have, like, literally pages and pages of handguns in here. Uh, 32, 44, 45, 45 automatic. What would you carry? Uh, nothing, nothing too gaudy. I, I, a Mauser? Like, like, you know. Like it's a, New York, not Texas. Was, yeah, I mean, calm down. You know, was, 22? Uh, no. Nah, 22. What are, you, what are you talking about? What do you got, um, 38 revolver? 38 sounds good, yeah. Still 38. All right, 38. so that is a D10 damage. More than a cricket bat. More than a cricket bat. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Shocker. <laughs> More than a speedball from one of Britain's best. <laughs> Six points. Derringer. Yeah, you could have a Derringer. All right, so you open fire. A gunshot rings out behind you, Elsie. You spin around and see Louis standing there. You're like, don't shoot. And a bullet just like whizzes past you, hits its mark, and Mendoza, Dame Mendoza, drops the ground right as that happens Jaden, you run to the room rock ready in hand and you see mendoza fall to the ground uh blood leaking out all over the floor uh the professor is completely out of it it looks like jackson um was not in the room he had headed downstairs to go meet up with quinton and gwen uh we'll see gwen and quinton and jackson Elias are all coming back upstairs to see it, this as well the scene there are also police his mouth, outside his mouth is disgusting there are police outside who have also heard this, by the way. Uh, sorry, Elsie. <laughs> there's, there's, it's all, all teeth and some sort of disgusting maggot coming, coming out of it. Be careful! I think this is what's cutting holes in people. We mouth. This, the sounds uh, Louis keeps shooting at it. <laughs> He's just shooting in the air. He's I'm so not happy. sure. I just want to make sure. I just call the cops, just, making sure they know where to come. That's it. That's just double here, tap. Always, always one in the head. <laughs> so you hear Elsie's talking kind of like gibberish to all of you because his mouth's normal. Mendoza's mouth is like, there's no disc, there's no teeth. Just, what are you talking about? It looks horrible. It looks like some underwater creature. Uh, it, it it had distended. It had like some sort of vicious snake mouth with many teeth. It's horrible. Oh no, um, snakes don't do that. I'm sure. Uh, it sounds like you're describing something more like a lamprey, but um, they're aquatic, so also not people. So uh, I, I'm sure you're probably just imagining it, old boy. Uh, there's been some strange things here today, but but 
I'm going to whack it with the cricket bat. Sure, you hit it again. <laughs> kind of like thud. Just to make sure. How's the professor it is, doing? I want to check on him. He is out. He is out cold. I want to uh, quickly rifle through Mendoza's pockets and just take as much <laughs> as I can before the cops that are outside come in here. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so he does have a saber. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to whip my foot, just kind of kick that over towards Quentin, like because we said it was old, right? Quentin, like this grabs your attention. Like this yeah. is an antique, an antiquity of uh, of centuries ago. It's plus two. Fascinating. That's um, that kind of ties in with what we've been hearing today. It does look like there's some kind of uh, legacy cult thing going on. Looks like our Mendoza is a descendant of the Mendoza in the writing. Uh, as for belongings, there is nothing on him. He's just wearing, like like I said, he's wearing shabby clothes, unkept. Yeah. His hair is all over the place. He seems to have nothing else on him for belongings when he starts no rifling ID, through. No cash, nothing, nothing no, like that? Nothing. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. He's been attacking people here at the university. Yes, this is um, most untoward. What what come through his mind? I mean, what what's his motive here? It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand. I, I believe him to be, uh, like I say, a legacy cultist of the conquistadors who were here originally. Probably after the same treasure, they probably attributed some kind of supernatural power to it. Um, that's how cult things like this often work. I imagine that he's uh, probably trying to mimic the effect of some kind of mystical powers or something. I imagine that's probably what you saw, LC, old boy. He's probably discarded the cutting tool he used on the poor girl downstairs. Maybe it'll show up in the police investigation. Treasure like this, and I showed, like, I dropped the staff and kind of stepped back from it going... What have we gotten ourselves into, gentlemen? What does this gold thing look like then? To an historian. Sure, yeah, you place this thing, boom, heavily down on the table, and your eyes light up, Quentin. Um, you can make me a archaeology roll, anthropology. Um, and it'll be. I suck outrageously at archaeology, but anthropology, I'm Anthropology, good. it'll be a hard roll. And that's minus it? one or minus two? It should just be the slide. Minus one. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, Jaden? Can uh, can Gina, Jaden have a, a look with art and craft jewelry? Yes, but it'll be extreme uh, in that case. Extreme. Extreme. <laughs> now you going to make me break extreme out jewelry. The, the other <laughs> book. There's two books. So are we supposed other. to roll above? You want to roll under. Under. That's what Did I thought. I just it? give it. No. It's given me a little spider, because but my answer. Because of the hard oh, difficulty, you haven't. Because passed. that's not the difficulty. So your target is a. Yeah. Hard difficulty. How much. Do you want to spend some luck? Will it take some luck to get that through? A lot of luck. Yeah, oh, no. It. I can spend 15 luck to pass. We'll do what that. There we go. Pete's egging you on. Do it. Spend do it. it. <laughs> What's there for? You know. well, I don't have the luck that you do. <laughs> Why don't anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, I've spent enough luck to get it up to a success. Yes. 
Gwen's gonna go uh, stand outside the the room having a smoke, keeping a look see out. Um, you're having a smoke, Jane. You're unable to to figure anything out, determine anything further by looking at this thing. I'm gonna say one of you also hands Quinton when he's looking over it. Maybe that that note that was found. Or I the did findings. earlier on when okay. he came downstairs. I gave it to him and then ran upstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you're looking over this thing, it definitely, to you, like, okay, this is the thing from the story that they took from the pyramid, but Undead Conquistadors is ridiculous. You've never seen shapes like this before. You can make me a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Uh, oh, hang on. Let me give myself Quentin. that skill first. Get your luck points ready, Ben. Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, yeah. There's only a few ways. Well, everybody starts at 1% in Cthulhu Mythos. Mm. I assume when and we you don't want to pass it, do you? <laughs> I no, I start apparently at zero percent. Oh, it's because I've got it locked. Stupid man. Sorry, Jaden. Uh, when you succeed at something using luck, it doesn't apply for you to raise the skill, right? That, that is a good have... question. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sorry. It doesn't. My fighting didn't didn't highlight. Okay, Cthulhu Mythos roll. Here we go. How much luck are you going to spend to make this happen? Ooh, do you have enough? I might just do. <laughs> I wow. do actually have enough luck to pass. So there we go. Yes. So Love it, Ben. In your Holy findings, cow, I'm unlucky now. In your findings, you've heard rumor, you've read about these strange otherworldly gods... Uh, you, but everybody, every scholar like yourself kind of shushes these things off. But this reminds you of something you've read, something about an elder god or these elder signs. When you look at these geometric shapes, it reminds you of these writings of what's known as elder signs. Uh, nobody really knows anything about them, how to translate them. But you remember now reading about this ancient elder god by the name of Nyarlathotep and the similar shapes and geometric uh, signs being connected to this this god so lean back take a deep breath well my word professor has happened onto something very strange this is this is this is mythic I've seen I've seen tell of this in Egypt and the north of Britain and North Africa, parts of Eastern Europe. It's it's odd. This harkens back to some kind of Ur mythology. That, those places are very far apart. You say it's mythical, but. What do you mean by that? Well, it's it's not something that the scientific community generally takes seriously. And you do? Well, no. But these people do. But these people clearly do. And that's something else that strikes you odd, is that you've seen these shapes, like you said, other parts of the world. Like, what is it doing here in Peru? It's almost identical. But, like, this is the... You've seen books and scribblings of madmen related to these shapes and these so-called elder gods. Bear in mind, most of my 
studies are related to the, the Near and Middle East and the British Isles, but this is the exact same sorts of markings that are found in the ravings of the, the maddest of prophets from all of those places. Great. I got the and yet here it is inscribed in gold. Odd. And a pyramid in South America. Well, somebody clearly ascribes some truth to it. And our Mendoza here is apparently the heir of the Mendoza in your note. It starts to make sense now. They're clearly some form of cult in service to these, what they believe to be signs of these powers. That must be it. I wonder how Mr. Larkin's going to react to these news. Well, I'm, I'm skeptical that Mr. Larkin didn't know about this because Mr. Larkin himself attempted to disinterest us in conversing with the professor. And yet here is his companion murdering the professor and his student, the only two people who know about the origin of this artifact. Well, that's Strange. quite a jump of conclusion you're making, but uh, at the same time, I think it doesn't hurt to report Mr. Larkin uh, as a, an associate of Mr. Mendoza here to, to the police. Strange chap, he'd really stank. <laughs> like... Mr. Mendoza? No, Larkin. Is like, Sorry, yeah. I was just thinking about last night. He just reeked. When I put it, helped him with his coat on, he oh, stank yeah. oh. like... Off yeah, meat Cologne. or something. The, 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 no, the no. was no. wearing. That was terrible. It wasn't that. His uh, it, a waft from up his back. Oh, it's just disgusting. Strange people, these, these people we're dealing with. <clears throat> I'm going to take a pen off the table and prod Mendoza's mouth. Yes. Yeah. You peel back his mouth with a pen. As you do so... Um, his teeth, the teeth inside his mouth are very, very sharp pointed little teeth but his mouth is closed so it almost looks like he's just got like these rows of little teeth right. Jidan's gonna go check on uh, uh, Gwen <laughs> I'm gonna see if Gwen is alright <laughs> can I force the mouth open see if I can yeah, you can take like a few pan, a couple pens or things like different objects around the office, and you can. And as you do so, the mouth starts to open, as you start to pry it open in a circular fashion, and look, you start to see these look. rows of teeth. As you do that, the door to the office bursts open, and a couple of police officers come in, shouting in Spanish, <laughs> to stop, and uh, they have their guns drawn. Tried to stop look, Quentin. Quentin, look, look. And you well, I get think... a chance to look at what Elsie's um, trying to show me. You see, but you're you're almost lost. Like with this discovery, like you're you're drifting away. Like you almost the things you're saying, Quentin, sound mad to you as you're saying them, and everybody mm. kind of like is disregarding what you're saying as well. It's like it's the ramblings of a madman. What happened to that guy who put on a robe to come into university? But you do glance over and you see these this circular mouth that he's he's opening up and these rows of teeth. 
as the police oh, burst into the room. I wonder what Mr. Darwin would make of that. Right, I'm going to British at these policemen. So, so stand up in my robes. I shall put my hands up in and say, uh, hello, gentlemen. Do, do any of you speak English? Uh, no, they're just they're just spouting Spanish at you. Latin, Hebrew, <laughs> Greek. They don't seem to respond. Uh, Jackson Elias is walking over there and trying to calm them down and speak to them in Spanish as you're just spouting off these languages. I know uh, it's a long shot, but do any of you speak Sumerian? They they do not acknowledge you. They're pointing. Course, they're pointing at the professor. They're pointing at the bloody saber. They're pointing at Damon Doza. Is the professor okay? Is he? You go over and you look over. He's breathing. He's alive, but he's 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 unconscious. I think, uh, I think it's probably time, Louis. Don't you that we we leave this um, unfortunate series of incidents to the local law enforcement. Louis is halfway out the window. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cops entrance. He's out the window. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Calm down. Everything's fine. We're all friends here. No danger. No danger. Um, uh, hands are up. Uh, he's hands still firing up. his oh. gun in the air as he's doing No, 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 no. I put that away. <laughs> I might have thrown it out the window just in case. <laughs> just in case. I've been in the, I've been in this scenario before like four or five times in my life. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Isn't the Spanish word for doctor very similar to the word doctor, though? I have no idea. <laughs> Jeff lives the I'm going to point at the guy on the floor and say, he killed lady downstairs and attacked him good thinking yes if you repeat yourself slower and louder they'll understand you yes i'll um i'll lean over to quentin did you uh you get everything you need from uh downstairs we might not want to be sending them down there just yet did you get everything the books the notes did you get the Oh, you have I haven't really had a chance to look. I didn't even make it all the way down there before coming back up. We've got the gold. We've got the sword. We've got the notebook. But I don't know what else there is. Is that all we saw? Matt, yes, spot? that was everything okay. of note. Okay. You got okay. the gold yeah, 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 rod, yeah. the notes. Yep. Let's just, uh, let's do what else. Let's just back away. You know, let these fine, uh, fine, upstanding uh, investigators do the job. You know, and I'll be looking at, and I'll be hoping like Professor Larkin is trans. Not Professor Larkin, uh, Professor, no, not Professor, Jackson, sorry, Professor's out, like, it's like translating, like, we're just gonna back away, we're just innocent bystanders here, nothing to see here. Well, of course, I forgot Jackson was there with us. Yeah, Jackson yeah. is talking in Spanish, he's trying to calm the officers down, they're pointing at Louis, he's going towards the window, they're pointing at the saber, and he's trying to, like, calm them down, speaking to them. Um, I just thought we might want to get uh, you know, some fresh air. You know, there's a dead, there's a dead body in here, so you know it's, it stinks up quick. That's all. That's all. It's, it's, that's that's not suspicious, Jackson. Come on, help me out here, man. <laughs> yeah, he he looks back at you and he's <clears throat> speaking in Spanish quite fast, trying to um, defuse this situation that the the police officers have walked into, uh, and he seems to be doing a pretty good job at it as well. Um, they take out their notebooks, you know, they, they calm down a little bit, they take out their notebooks, and they start kind of taking in the scene and 
asking questions. They're pointing at the body and they're talking to Jackson the whole time, pointing at the body, making notes, pointing at the sword, making notes, pointing at like all of you. And at, like, you could tell they're asking questions about all of you. And um, Jackson, we'll, we'll need to take the sword with us so I can properly date it. <laughs> Don't let them take it as evidence. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, it, uh, he didn't use it on anyone, so why would it be? He did. He used he, it on the kid outside. That was the kid outside. He oh, yeah. stabbed the kid I outside. I suppose. Jackson, uh, he tries. He does his best when you say that, and the police are not having it. They're they're already going and grabbing it. As soon as they see one of you kind of go towards it, they go over to one of the police officers, goes over to grab it and take it as evidence. I'll fetch my cricket ball and uh, before anyone picks that up as evidence. And your bloody cricket bat. I'll, I'll wipe that down on a curtain. <laughs> Very good. All right. So the police are going to question the five of you for the next few hours uh, via translator. But after that time, you're going to be free to go back to your hotel as they're unable to find sufficient evidence tying you to the stabbing of that boy outside or young man, I should say, and um, the, de the dead student in the in the basement. So we will leave off there because we're coming up to our time limit right now. Uh, but we had quite a few things uncovered this week. The plot thickens in Peru with the Peruvian vampires. Let's go to a round table. Uh, let everybody plug everything that they got going on one last time before we call it a week. And uh, then we'll be back next week, Tuesday. Pete, what do you have going on that you want to plug? Oh, well, um, I'll just talk about our other shows on Garbage Games first. We've got tomorrow night, we've got Ranger Squadron, our West End Games D6 Star Wars game that Dan's running. They got it off to a flying start last week. And uh, they're X-Wing yep, pilots uh, helping out a Mon Calamari cruiser get back on its feet. Uh, on Thursday, we've got Enemy in Shadows Episode 5, uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play sponsored by cubicle seven and then on friday ben is doing alien i'll let him talk about that uh, when we get around to him uh, and also my zine quest kickstarter dodeca is uh i've just checked it a few more people have pledged so that's great and uh yes we're we are funded so now it's all uh, gravy and extra art and stretch goals that i'll be putting up on thursday and uh, it's a D12 role-playing game uh, with narrative, character creation, and world-building. So uh, it's going to be lots of fun, and I'm, I'm really enjoying making it. So it's really cool. And we've got really good art from Diogo Naguera and Mustafa Bakir. Very good. Thank you, Pete. Uh, Megan, anything you want to talk about? Uh, no, just a, just a call-out to our, our faithful uh, viewers and so forth. Um, I am not an artist, but um, my character is. So looking, calling all artists out there, I'm looking for some landscapes in the regionalism sort of uh, genre of paintings. If you need examples, um, I'd be more than happy to provide them for you. So yeah, if you could put on your creative thinking hats and send them in from ready for next time, that'd be great. Thanks. Very cool. Yeah, thank you everybody. Very active chat. Um, that we've had here the viewership for the last two weeks so thank you everybody who's been here who came uh, started the journey with us last week and have continued on or new viewers who have joined us this uh this week for the journey you're you're great uh you've been very very active very much appreciated uh caleb what do you got going on 
well, again, uh, the RPG Academy Film Study. So go check it out uh, about Black Cat, White Cat. Uh, it includes uh, Scott Brown uh, from Lawful and Orderly, who's a, a streamer, as well as B Zelda from the Broadswords, who uh, is quite popular also on Twitch. So uh, I think you can enjoy this episode. You can find them on uh, at the Rollist podcast uh, or on my website, rollistpod.com, and you'll find links to Apple Podcasts and all your favorite uh, podcast platform. And please do remember, I'm almost at 100 followers on Twitch. So please do come follow me on Twitch. Again, it's Rollispod is the extension for for the Twitch. And uh, shout out for playing Star Wars D6. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was my first game. That's what brought me to to the hobby, and uh, I love this game. I find it amazing that you you're playing it. Very good. Yeah, please follow him on Twitch and on Just YouTube. He's so close, so close to a hundred. Jeffrey, where can we find you? What do you got going on? Uh, yeah, you can find me twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. Uh, I run a little group called Adventures in Lollygagging. We play various tabletop role-playing games Fridays and Saturdays and every other Monday. Uh, you can catch us playing Alien. I'm also on Free League Publishing a lot. Uh, so this Saturday, I'll be playing some Forbidden Lands. And then on Monday, I'll be running Basin. So lots of good stuff. And Ben, tell us about your Alien game. Uh, we like a bit of Vason. We played a bit of that recently ourselves. Um, but yes, on Friday, my all-new primetime slot, um, I'm having my first go at Alien. We're doing What Lies Beneath, which is set on an entirely aquatic world, and my players have just entered a, a floating ocean science research base to find it surprisingly empty of people and full of surprisingly creepy alieny looking things. So that's looking quite exciting. Really interesting little team with the the world's sleaziest corporate agent. We're all just a big happy family. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you saw this. I just looked at the Discord, the Garblade Games Discord. During our session, you got the very first piece of fan art that we've received for our game so far. Quentin the Tintin Vampire Goose. Uh... Quentin the Vampire Dip Goose. Thank you, Narrative Zaka. All right, mm-hmm. you, can, you guys can find me over on the Free League channel most nights. Um, you can find me here every Tuesday at, at this time. I was going to say 2.30 Central Standard Time. I don't know what it is. GMT, someone's going to have to help me out. Uh, I'm 8.30. And I also have a zine I launched on Kickstarter today as part of Zine Quest. Kill today, die tomorrow, spaghetti western themed inspired um, rules light RPG so close to being backed we're at like 70 something percent it just launched this morning uh if that interests you i would be greatly greatly appreciative if you go check it out and backed it uh and help make this this game a reality uh other than that thank you to sirenscape for providing the sounds for our adventure and thank you to chaosium for graciously providing the um the giveaways for the next few weeks And again, thank you to everybody who's joined us for the adventure today. We appreciate it. And we hope to see you back here next week, Tuesday with us when we pick up where we left off. Have a great week, everybody. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye.